Philip, I need you to bandage his eyes so he can't see. I'm going to get Doc. You can't. It's too dangerous. I'll go. No, do as I ask. Tell him there's nothing wrong with his eyes, that it's for the safety of those helping him. Paula was heading off on the bicycle that they kept just inside the big barn door for such journeys. There was a perfect crescent moon with one star below it. Paula pedalled as calmly as she could, her thoughts racing, trying to make sense of what had just happened. She could not turn her lamp on now and wished that the moon had been fuller. As soon as she saw the silhouette of the village against the sky, Paula got off her bike and let the air out of the front tyre. She hid her pump in the hedge. She would risk going through the village. She was stopped and asked for her papers. Where are you going at this time? She pointed to her tyre. You wouldn't happen to have a pump. Just then the door opened of the eatery the German officers frequented. An officer seeing her cross the road. Who is this and what is she doing? He was told. I do not recognise her, he said. A soldier cleared his throat and says, <clears throat> It's smelly from the horse farm. The officer looked her up and down. I will have to bring you some sweet-smelling soaps. As a gift, he sneered. Shit, 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 Paula screamed inside her head. They let her pass. She headed into the first house and she knocks on the door for the lend of a pump. The lady of the house answers. The Germans watch from their checkpoint. She passes the message that the dock needs is needed urgently. As the lady of the house returns with the pump, a messenger has already left through the back door. Paula takes off the wheel of the bike and the lady of the house gets her a basin of water. They give the Germans a good show while the dock makes his way to the barn, unnoticed by anyone. When Paula returns, she has the cable they use as antenna rolled up. Placing it on the floor, she says, I know it was well hidden. We can't take chances. It meant their signal would be very weak. But there would be no more messaging tonight. When she had first arrived, she had set up the wire and they were delighted with the improvement in the quality of the signal. Looking down on the makeshift bed, she asks the doctor, How is he doing? The doctor just shakes his head no. There must be something we can do. He's lost too much blood, the doctor says very gently. We'll give him mine, insisted Paula. I don't have the equipment, said Doc. Look in your bag. He pulled out a piece of long clear tubing he used for airways. Paula looked at it for a moment. Philip go sterilise it in the small pot along with three wooden pegs. The doctor looks at her as Philip rushes to do what he has asked. Will you give it a go, Doc? How? What do you mean? With a syringe at either end and pegs as valves, we should be able to get the blood from me using gravity. 
When my side is full, we open the centre peg, tilting the tube, then close it off again, then raise it. There's a slim chance that might work. Better than no chance we had a moment ago. Paula brought the small table they had and placed it beside the bed. She now went for a chair to place beside it for her to sit on. She left the doctor to set up, praying like she had never prayed before. Philip placed the little pot on the table and stood back.